Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the podcast. My name is Steven. This is the COINTELPRO 2.0 podcast. I am the chief executive nobody of the MASH News Project. And um, I came across this little tidbit of information a while back. And I wanted to give you guys some rundown because it's just more information that goes into this knowledge bank that I'm building. While I'm going through this. Um, and that is... The difference between what it feels like or what does it what it feels like to get shot with or exposed to um, different kinds of radiation sources but uh, yeah so um, different radiation sources feel different and um, I know I've talked a lot about the radiation stuff, but I mean, fuck, it is just my living nightmare every day. Um, especially here in San Diego, you know, I've done quite a bit of pounding the pavement and a B testing things since, you know, that's all I have. All, all I can do at this point is fine tune my information so I can pass this on to you guys. Cause I don't know, this might be a legacy, my legacy, <laughs> Anyways, um, so this radiation stuff, like I said, there, there was this essentially like this silent war that happened here in San Diego. San Diego is the military Mecca for the world. If you don't know, San Diego is, has the highest concentration of military, military contractors and, and former military in the world. The Pentagon, you know, things might might get passed at the Pentagon. Policies implemented, whatever. But that's the corporate headquarters. It's not where shit goes down. And it's kind of ironic that the military's headquarters, you know, essentially official, unofficial headquarters, which kind of is, San Diego is, if you understand how this shit works. And you just understand how all the rich people that are here in San Diego and we have this Rancho Santa Fe it's right outside Del Mar where we have the Del Mar world famous Del Mar racetracks billionaires and kingmakers live um, it's kind of the furthest opposite that they could make it from Washington DC so it's like as far away as they could be from the lawmakers you know what I'm saying so it's not in their face whenever they come to work or when they go to Washington, it's tucked far the fuck away. It literally, it's literally the opposite side of the world from DC. And I don't know if that's on purpose, but I think it's just a little ironic. But there's a lot of money here, a lot of kingmakers, and it kind of just works out. But it is, it's the Mecca for the military. And uh, there was like this silent fucking war that happened where. They needed to get, they wanted to get a flush a bunch of people out of the fucking city, but they couldn't legally do that. And it would be a bunch of drama if they did that. And so how do you do fascism under people's nose? Oh, well, you use weaponry that is silent and invisible. And uh, so they used uh, radiation and they let the people who were getting hit by it know what it was. And then they would just stonewall them when they tried to get help with law enforcement. And then they passed this stuff out to... Um, the 
the um, the ruling crime syndicate and then kind of asked them to do things for them that they couldn't see be seen doing. And most likely there was like a list or what have you. There's a lot of contractors that had access to this radiation shit, etc. And they used that and would ambush people, ambush them on the freeway, in their homes while they were sleeping. And let them know what the hell they were getting shot with. And that there is no run, nowhere to run to, to report it. Because you just don't understand. <laughs> when the, the military is very closely tied into the intelligence. and uh, it, it, You know, intelligence, the intelligence community was born out of the military. So, you know what I'm saying? Um, it just was fruitless. And they used this stuff to push people the fuck out of town. Because you can't legally do that. But you can make people... You can sure as fuck um, encourage them to do so on their own. You know, on their own. But, um... I, uh... I got subject to this stuff early on because, obviously, because I knew about that leak. Which is what spurred this fucking shit show down here. I didn't even realize because, basically... Uh, the excuse was, well, if this fucking retard knows something, did somebody leak something to him? We need to fucking, we need to, uh, get rid of all these fucking rats. And they, they, that's essentially what spurred it. <sighs> fucking crazy. Anyways. So they fucking... Pushed a whole fuck ton of people out. A lot of people short sold their houses or just Airbnb their shit and left. Went moved somewhere else to avoid this because it's a fucking nightmare. I experience this radiation poisoning almost every three days now on the regular at this point. Um, I'm not getting proper medical care either. They'll just they'll tell me I have fucking mono or something. Literally, they've told me that. When I'm just like, look at my fucking white blood cell count, you retard. Like, I just told you I had a major radiation exposure event before I came to the ER. Um, look at my white blood cell count, you idiot fuck. And uh, they would just try to brush it off. Or then they try to subtly threaten if I keep bringing this up. They will have me talk to, you know, some somebody from psych ward. I've bulletproof myself from that shit now, considering I've had, like, five now fucking psychological evaluations. I had to pay privately for them. But that's how you protect themselves, because they love to... If you have their staff do it, uh, you're fucked. Which I always tell people, you know, get your psych evaluation. Uh, get a lawyer if you can afford it. And protect yourself. That should be your focus. Anyways, um, fuck. Sorry, I actually just came back from, um, getting, uh, radiation poisoning about 15 minutes ago. It sucks because you get the effects of acute radiation poisoning. And then you'll feel better, better after like four hours or so. And then you get like, it's like a hangover. And then like the next day you'll just be fucking, why is everything, you know, like, 
you have a hard time thinking. Yeah, that's basically what it is. It's like a fucking hangover almost. It sucks. It gets you twice. Sometimes it'll last for like three days. Anyways, uh, yeah, both, uh, but all this shit happened down here. Sorry, man. I'm just, ugh, I feel like shit right now. Um, yeah, sorry. I'm trying to think. Uh, this shit takes a lot out of you. That's the part that sucks is because you don't see it. You don't hear it. It's hard to describe to somebody. It's like telling somebody how bad you feel. They can never know because they're not in your body. But then at, you know, you know what I'm saying? But with a normal weapons, it's like a gunshot or you hear someone's flesh get smacked with something or whatever. There's some sort of indicator, but this uses the electromagnetic spectrum and, the, and it's stuff that does damage to your body systems. It's just as traumatic as somebody, you know, stabbing you or bludgeoning you. But just because you don't see the damage on that level, it doesn't look like anything bad is happening. Um, except for the person reacting. <sighs> Fuck. But yeah, during, all, during this um, silent war, I guess you would call it down here. They cleaned house. They kicked everybody out. And then once they did that, they invited a bunch of, um, well, it's a, it's a, it's a toss up. I know there's lots of people from the Kushner camp that came down here and started building shit out. Um, and I'm not accusing them of doing that. I'm just saying there's just these money, these people who are associated with big names that came down here, people from Carlisle, etc. Like all of a sudden, you just saw all these trucks and everything down here, and they just started building the shit out of here. And essentially, after they kicked everybody out, um, they kind of like rebuilt this area in their own image. Um, but from what I'm understanding, it was primarily associates of the Bushes and Cheneys who got super angry about this information and because so many people in the uh intelligence or not intel yeah the intelligence community which the bushes and changes are very tapped into they don't believe anything in, in anything that's contrived i mean they don't believe in anything that's serendipity they only believe in things that are contrived because if you really understand how the world the united states works like there's so much string pulling and that sounds like a, that's a shitty metaphor to use, but just if we have hacked human behavior, we've done it and it's been hacked since like the fucking seventies, eighties, like to a perfection. And with the advent of the internet, it took us a little while, but at least by about 2010, they had it, how the new, how that new model of, um, manufacturing consent works with digital and they kind of perfected it and now they're just having fun with us I know um but uh, yeah it was mainly those people from this camp but then they came and they just started building shit and they kind of made this place in their own image 
And now I'm still here. A lot of the people that helped me are fucking gone. And these gangsters have this shit. And they have night. They have a lot of fancy. They have lots of fancy stories that they're using to smear me to get people to look the other way if they ask questions. If I make an, a, a, a noise about it or tell people about it, they have a fancy story um, about me that they tell people, and it'll be like some kind of corrupt authority figure that kind of rubber stamps it, and then yeah, but. You know, I'm not in jail for anything, and these guys can just literally make up anything they did. That's how they put me in jail last time. They just made up felony robbery and felony assault charges. So if any of it was true, you know, they could just make sure I go to jail for it. But anyways, so now I deal with this radiation shit constantly. Um, they try to use it to, how do I put it? I don't know if you knew about the movie called Arachnophobia in the 90s, but there's a movie in the 90s called Arachnophobia. I think John Candy was in it. He was like the... Or John Goodman. He was like the exterminator who saved this family full of a bunch of, like, spiders. It's basically... It was basically gremlins, but with spiders. But it was called Arachnophobia. And... um how they moved, they were actual, they used a lot of actual spiders in the movie, like a lot of giant tarantulas, and how they made them move on cue for camera was they used hot air, and they blasted the spiders with hot air, because you couldn't see the hot air on camera, and it would cause the spiders to move in the opposite direction of the hot air, and that's how they would kind of, you know, like, almost like putting them into a hole, like with a putter, but the putter was the hot air gun, and they would just correct you know, correct their their trajectory, etc., by moving the hot air and whatever. That's essentially what they're doing with this radiation shit. Is they try to push me and move me around town in different places, etc. And but they do it with this radiation shit. They just kind of try to put me around. Um, and uh, criminals have this stuff, but it's definitely the U.S. government definitely knows about it, and they definitely don't care. Um. Only because, and I only know that the U.S. government is also, or the U.S. military is very much on board for this, because they they only, I mean they they want what's best for the military industrial complex. They want war, they want you know what I'm saying huge budgets. They want you know what I'm saying kickbacks and all sorts of shit. So they're on board. They don't give it. They don't really. I don't think the military really gives uh, two shits about you know justice or what the fuck ever. Or what's right, or making sure some elite families pay for their fucking crimes. I know it's kind of a ramble, but understand what I'm recovering from right now. But yeah, that's why they use the radiation from. And the radiation has different feels, essentially. And, um, like I always boast that I always come with receipts uh, this podcast would be nothing I wouldn't have now 40,000 <laughs> 40,000 um, listeners uh, if um, you know I wasn't backing this shit up with sources so let me cite you a couple of sources first and foremost 
So their radiation kind of has like, well, it can feel like two different classes of radiation if you get blasted with it enough. Um, I don't think, I'm pretty sure I'm the fucking expert <laughs> at, at it at this point. Because I don't think it's very normal. But, I mean, these are all details that will probably matter to someone. I mean, it's part of the experience. And I, it, I must log it. Because it is a significant piece of information. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to survive in this. Um, I have been told that... Uh, I don't want to get into that. Fuck all that. But yeah, this I'll just, stay, I'll just try to stay on path. Um, the radiation has two different feels. One kind of feels like you're being like overwhelmed by a presence. Actually, it has like three feels. Um, and you feel like you're getting overwhelmed with like a presence, and all of a sudden you'll have this like feeling like you think you might be starting to get like a head cold or what have you, and then it'll turn into nausea. But you also start to get warm and heat up. And that getting warm and heating up thing is the result of a actual physical radiation source. Like something, a material that is radioactive. And then radioactive, radioactivity is basically what sheds off of radi, radi, uh, some radiation is what sheds off of things that are radioactivity. It's shedding the radioactivity and it's shooting a bunch of heart particles uh, or, I don't know, protons, electrons, whatever. It's shedding um, particles and um, that shedding gives off heat in a lot of cases. And that's where you kind of get this heated kind of feel when you're getting hit with this stuff. From a particular source, physical radiation sources, um, or a gamma source, as they call it, and I'm going to use a, a a case study from history and science to back up this claim, and uh, now you'll also feel this pain a lot sooner. Or not so much the pain, but you'll feel the conditions of being shot with radiation. Thanks to something called radiation-induced neuropathy. And lots of, there are some cancer treatment survivors who have it a little bit, a little tingling. But since it's been used as an all-out assault weapon on me, and I've just been hosed with this shit. I mean, I have crazy hot spots all over my body, so my whole body's like a fucking Geiger counter. I can feel it when it's near. Just the, the, even with, they have smaller radiation. They have, they've miniaturized radiation. Um, these radiation, uh, gamma source radiation weapons. Cause there's two classes. There's the electronic kind, which I'm going to talk about here in a second. And the kind I'm talking about right now, which is the gamma source. And these, and these guys will put, will, um, take these things called collimators and they will they will um, make them small enough to fit in your pocket and they'll put the tiniest little radiation source inside this thing 
and um, and they use really thick lead to shield it, and um, they will um, what's it called? Well, not well. Yeah, they will use. Um, it's not for their pockets, but sorry, you guys have to understand, man. I what I just went through. Let me back it up. All right. Um. So basically, they take these gamma radiation sources and they put them in these thing, these little containers. Think of like a coffee can, and then at the top of a coffee, you know, the older traditional type coffee cans. You know, the ones you used to make drums out of during Thanksgiving in like kindergarten. I can't believe I remember that. You remember doing that? Get the big old Folgers crystal Folgers can. You turn it into a drum. Anyways, um, so they put the material in there and then they put like a smaller tube into that can and that's all shielded also by radiation. Um, and then the shedding radio, radioactive particles, they can aim them almost like out of a barrel and they have these things called collimators, which is like a barrel, uh, that aims the, the, um, what do you call it? That aims the shedding particles. So you can aim it like a gun. And. Yeah. Huh. Oh shit. Somebody just shot me with it right now. In the leg. Did you guys want a shout out on my podcast too? Pardon me. Anyways. So let me get to the story. But yeah, there's something called radiation-induced neuropathy, and you will feel it in hot spots when they shoot you, first off. So understand that, yes, you can, eventually, you can feel radio, radioact, uh, radiation. I know normally you can't feel it when you go get an x-ray or whatever, but um, once it hits the point where it turns into neuropathy, it could be pretty hard to get rid of it. It's pretty, sometimes forever. You just have it. Your nerves are just permanently fucked. But that neuropathy also allows you to feel it when it happens. When you get hit by it. So yeah, you can feel it after a while if it gets used on you like a weapon. Uh, enough times. A lot of people just think, oh, I get an x-ray at the well and I don't feel anything. Well, yeah. Because your body has this built-up defense. You know what I'm saying? But uh, you can weaken the shit out of that by constantly, you know, Hitting somebody with this shit. But let me go to the anecdote. To back up my claim that. One sort. Uh, uh, physical sources feel hot or warm. And I will go to. This story I have. Lined up that I found. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And it's called, it's especially kind of, it's called the Leah radiologic, radiological incident, accident, the Leah radiological accident. And this is the Wikipedia page. The Leah radiological accident began on December 2nd, 2001 with the discovery of two orphaned radiation sources near the Inguri Dam in Thessalonica district. 
uh, County of Georgia. Three villagers from Leah were unknowingly exposed. All men were injured, of one whom eventually died. The accident was a result of unlabeled radioisotope thermoelectric generator cores, which had been improperly dismantled and left behind from the Soviet era. The International Atomic Energy Agency led recovery operations and organized medical care. Uh, the three men uh, went into the forest looking for firewood. They drove up to a nearly impassable road in the snowy winter weather and discovered two canisters around 6 p.m. Uh, around the canisters, there was no snow for about a meter solid, which is about 3.3 feet. And the ground was steaming. Um, one of the patients, one of the, the pa they call them patients, Jesus, uh, picked up one of the canisters and immediately dropped it as it was very hot. Deciding that it was too late to drive back and realizing the apparent utility of the devices as heat sources, the men decided to move the sources to a short distance and make camp around them. Patient 3MB used a stout wire to pick up one source and carried it back up to a rocky outcrop that would provide shelter. The other patients lit a fire and then patients... 3MB and 2MG worked together to move the other source to the outcrop. They ate dinner and had a small amount of vodka while remaining closest to the sources. Despite the small amount of vodka, they all vomited soon after consuming it, which is a sign of acute radiation syndrome. About three hours after the first exposure, vomiting was severe and lasted through the night, leading to little sleep. <coughs> it can also make you shit. That's also one of the other ones. <laughs> um, if they shoot it into your guts or at your ass yeah they can you know that um, you know that muscle in your um, what do you call it you know that those squatty potty commercials where they showed you the animation of that special area that you know makes it so you can poop easier and touch it you know talk about that special little thing well, if they shoot that stuff towards that part of your behind, it could, not only does the radiation cause your body to go into acute radiation poisoning shock, um, they can isolate the effects of the radiation and make it so instead of inducing vomiting, if they shot you in your upper part of your abdomen... They uh, can instead make you have to go um, numero dos. Just to let you know. It sucks. Despite the small amount of vodka, they all vomited soon after consuming it. Da, 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 da. Three men used the sources to keep them warm through the night, positioning them against their backs and as close as 10 centimeters away. The next day, the sources may have been hung from the backs of patient DN and MG as they loaded wood onto the truck. They felt very exhausted in the morning. This is what I'm talking about, the hangover. And only loaded half the wood they intended. They returned home that evening. Yeah, radiation exposure makes you feel wasted. Like, bro, it will just take the life out of you. I remember one time I got ambushed on the train. Um, there was these three... Um, uh, gangsters that we have around here. Uh, we have the cartel here, so we our, our flavor of organized crime is um, primarily 
the cartel. I mean, we do have some, like, motorcycle gangs. We have those dudes who do that easy rider cosplay stuff. But um, our primary source of of organized crime is uh, the cartel. So these three gangsters just kind of ambushed me while I was on the train. This is the very first time I've ever been brought to my knees by this radiation stuff. And then it was the first time I knew that this was like a weapon. And uh, they had them these these cylinders in their backpacks. And I guess they had like a like it set up so they would it would face out, it point out through their backpack, and they I guess they because the backpacks they were sagging hard, so you, I knew there was something heavy as fuck in it. And uh, yeah, they turn all three of them turned their backs to me and like pointed the backpacks at me, but you can just see like the straps like like almost digging into their so whatever it was they were they were using shielding to protect them while they were carrying it and then they all turned their backs to me and then I just absolutely dropped and I guess they were pointing the radiation sources at me while I was on the train and it was completely silent in front of everybody else and all it all it looked like it was three guys who just you know what I'm saying coordinated a, an about face and um then I like dropped to my knees and then they all walked away but no noise, no nothing. And, I mean, that's basically lethal assault. If someone uses radiation uh, as a weapon on you, it's lethal assault. It's, a, it's the same as if they would shoot a gun at you. Legally classified. Anyways, so, yeah, but regardless, one of those guys died, and, uh, because they thought this warm stuff was just, like, some magical fucking warm piece of metal, I guess, but it was, uh, radioactive, it was, it was a physical gamma source, so, and that, you know, it does have that warming kind of effect to, uh, when you do get exposed by it, but, you know, it will, after a while, start to, like, burn sometimes when they when they hit you just from the neuropathy and the combination of it. Um, especially depending on how close they get when they expose you. Um, and then there is the radiation stuff that it doesn't feel like nothing. Or it will feel like it almost, like, kind of sting. It'll kind of sting, depending if you have neuropathy, radiation-induced neuropathy. If it keeps happening, it will. So, I will tell you that, you know, there's lots of people who get hit by this radiation stuff, or at least if they're on a government shit list, and they never know, because the side effects and how you can mitigate exposure and how the body responds to exposure is in so many different ways. Like, if you make a habit of whenever you shoot a, a, a target, like, in the abdomen or what have you, they will, you know what I'm saying, and in the behind or whatever, um, 
you can induce them to have like the same symptoms as like IBS or whatever. And typically what happens if somebody who is on this kind of shit list does end up going to the doctor because they're just like, man, this is fucking weird, doc. Um, it most likely be a, um, a doc that, you know, is homeboys with, uh, the U S government and, uh, or works for the U S government. I mean, <coughs> sorry, I'm getting over a uh, cold too. And, uh, they will absolutely tell them that the signs of what you're experiencing is IBS, even though, you know, they know most likely they've been put on a government shit list and the way that they're shooting them at them, it's presenting these symptoms. Um, they can shoot it at your head to make you feel like you always got giant, you always got these fucking migraines. Um, they can shoot it in your spine and sooner or later, like they can really start fucking up with your, um, ability to walk and all sorts of shit. Like I've been told, like it can induce MS and all sorts of things like that because it's attacking the nervous system. So they can, radiation has lots of different means and it can do a lot of damage. And, you know, the, um, keep in mind that this, this, these kind of services also can be acquired by affluent clients on their enemies. And I mean, there's, I now I'm not making any declarations, but there are some uh, whispers, etc., that these are some things. These are the kind of things that have happened to actresses in Hollywood or what have you. They pissed off the wrong producer or whatever, and because they run in those circles, they have people do this to them, and then all of a sudden, you know, you find out these people got these really rare diseases, or then they got MS, or da 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 da. Like that sounds silly, but you have no clue, bro. Like it is crazy. Um, I'm fairly certain that's what happened to my stepfather um, because they just really came at all of us. But um, they diagnosed him with Parkinson's syndrome. He took all the tests for Parkinson's and couldn't come up. He didn't come up positive, but he had all the same symptoms of it. And um, this, this radiation stuff, it really it fucks with you, it'll give you, like, the shakes and all sorts of stuff if you get exposed, it's crazy, you have no idea, like, the different kinds of side effects, and they, and the, and the U.S. government is, like, perfected, okay, well, we, if we make sure we shoot them like this, or in this part of the region, or whatever, um, we can make sure that this effect happens, or what have you, I mean, they can even make you fall asleep if they shoot it in the back, in the lower left portion of the back of your head and they keep that beam there long it can it can make you induce it can induce sleep you wouldn't even know that but yeah there's so many things that this uh radiation stuff can do it's crazy like yeah it's it's nuts just because it's pelting some part of the brain with a bunch of particles and it's like injuring something or it's interrupting a nerve signal. I don't know, but I do know that, um, that's happened to me quite a few times, but yeah, one of the sources is warm. I'm sorry. I just, I've drinking on the, through, 
I'm drinking from the fire hose on this shit, so I just have so much to say. And then there's the other thing that, that kind of stings, and that is electronic-based. And here is, I'm not going to read you an anecdote, I'm going to play you, I think a clip I've played a couple of times, but it's a real thing, and um, these devices also exist. It's basically, there is a myriad, you can Google it if you want, they're called industrial radiography, it's industrial radiography equipment. And um, basically, um, these things get acquired by, most likely the cartel gets it from, you know, contractors for Pemex and stuff like that, right? They have that shit, and then they bring that shit over here. Or if you're a contractor, you just fucking, yeah, you just get it from the U.S. government, I guess. But that's how this stuff hides in plain sight. These uh, radiation weapons to be used on people, they've existed since like the 70s. The scariest things you, you, you're afraid of or the government's using, they, they hide it in plain sight somehow. And making these things so widely available and seem, making them seem common use for industrial applications, which they do, um, but it's just like the atom bomb. Like, it can either, you know, splitting atoms can power homes or it can, you know... Um, destroy a city. <coughs> Excuse me. But yeah, let me play this clip. There's the electronic version that's the industrial radiography equipment. To a headline straight out of Ray Bradbury, the FBI has arrested two men for wanting to kill people, including the president, with a ray gun. They say the men tried to create a device that would suddenly zap out invisible and lethal x-rays, radiation powerful enough to kill. ABC senior justice correspondent Pierre Thomas has the file on this bizarre arrest. We've seen death rays in science fiction movies. But today the FBI charged two upstate New York men, Eric Fight and Glenn Crawford, a self-described engineer and clan member, with building a workable death ray. This particular device would be capable of emitting X-ray radiation. This device would have been capable of doing that and killing people. The murderer's plan allegedly called for attaching an industrial-grade X-ray machine to a specially designed triggering device stored in a truck. The weapon would be mobile, shooting concentrated doses of radiation on unsuspected targets who would die within two weeks. Among the potential target sources say Muslims and President Obama. Police say they were tipped off after Crawford allegedly went to an Albany synagogue asking for help with a device he called Hiroshima with a light switch. George? What an idiot. Anyways, so yeah, then there's the stuff that runs off of, you can, I don't know, I guess most likely they use like a bunch of super, a bank of super capacitors or something to uh, deal out the high, the high dose and shoot that stuff quite the distance. But uh, there's also those devices, and those kind of sting, and uh, they almost feel stabby. But, um, yeah, so radiation weapons have two different kinds of feel. The ones that shoot cancer-causing radiation, uh, they have two different kinds of feel. One is a kind of a warmer feel, or a hot feel, and one is like pressure or stinging, or what have you. And um, just so you know, I think that's important information to know. Uh, I also, you know, I, I pay attention to the comments on things and, um, you know, if I get enough comments building up on something, I'll address it. But there's been a, I have a, 
there's a podcast episode in here when I I um I get so many comments on and people are uh accusing me of you know being somebody you know uh, like a be somebody who's committed sexual assault or what have you, or I just need to learn bedside matters or something like that. But um, yeah, I I posted that podcast. Um, it was a while back of basically a situation between me and the this girl who was paid to be my pretend girlfriend, basically a black widow, and and I had to find this out later through understanding things, but, uh, I've gotten so much hate on that and I just want to correct things and without using anybody's names, because, you know, it doesn't, you don't need to know who this person is, but, um, people don't understand that this person was involved with some kind of organized crime or getting paid third party while having a support network to harm me. And this girl was an inside person she gave people access to me, etc., and then they also enabled her to do some really crazy things, and she ended up doing some really crazy things. And before even any of, and before I even want to get into addressing that podcast, which I'm leaving up just because, um, I want to document where I was and how I responded, because like I said, this podcast is also a documentation of my journey through this program, and. There's just, you're just not going to be batting a thousand and you're going to be pulled in every which way. But at the same time, like you need to, you need to understand what it's also feels like for a person to try to reason their abuse and what's going on, yada, yada. But essentially when I first started, while me and this, my pretend girlfriend were in the honeymoon stage still, um, unfortunately this, this girl would help facilitate these people, which I didn't know were around me yet. And I didn't know my medical side effects and my, and things that were happening to me were a result of this radiation. Uh, she would do some real fucked up things to make sure that these guys could expose me while pretending to be my sweetheart. And this is while we're in the honeymoon stage. She would do things like, so we rented out of this apartment, right? We first started dating, we jumped into things. And then we're like, well, let's get a place to live. We rented this, we were in the studio and I, you know what I'm saying? It, after a while, the people who, uh, were contracted to essentially try to sweep me under the rug before I became aware that I came across that information while fucking Jeb was in the news cycle and they did not want that fucking getting out, especially while he was in the news cycle. Uh, that, and you can check that out at justiceforjfkjr.com. Um, so we had this apartment and all we could barely afford was the studio. And, uh, I didn't know that these contractors basically rented out the apartment on the left, on the right of me, on top of me, and the one directly behind me, which faced our kitchen. And so basically they had all four walls covered and this radiation stuff, it shoots through walls. It'll go, it'll shoot through 10 feet of fucking concrete. And what she would do is she would do this thing where she would place objects all around the apartment. I mean, it's a studio apartment, but it was, it wasn't like, it was, it was a glorified studio. It had its own, it literally had its own kitchen and dining room or whatever. Um, 
bedroom area, bathroom, had a living room. Um, yeah. And, uh, so she would like place her hairbrush, you know, in the bathroom or whatever, and then have her hair ties on by the bed. Um, you know, she'd have her favorite food in the fridge. She'd keep, you know, her slippers in the, in the closet. And she would stay in the living room and she'd be like, sweetheart, could you go get me my hairbrush out of the, out of the bathroom right now? I'd be like, oh yeah, of course. And I'd go in there right when I grab the hair, right when I go to grab the hairbrush, boom, I get hit by this like wall of radiation. And what I, what, how, what she, what she's doing was she was, <coughs> she was making sure I got my, my daily doses in because this is before I even became aware of all this shit. We were still in this honeymoon stage. Nothing bad, controversial, nothing had happened. Um, and I'm just leading this up to you because so many people give me this hate mail. I even had a woman, like I said, I have about a thousand people here locally who listen to the podcast. Um, but these are mainly people who are my, you know, associated with my abusers, believe it or not. A woman who saw me and because she didn't like me, because all the crazy shit that she heard, she drove her car into mine. Yeah, it's crazy. I had to find that out later. Um, only because I had to, I talked to a friend of hers who kind of crossed paths with me. And, she, and basically she was telling me, oh, us girls stick together. And that's what you get. And I was like, what are you even talking about? And I later had to find out through then another source because she was a soldier's wife um, that she was bragging to her friends about doing that when and she said she how she took her that opportunity to do that when she saw me but I could not believe that anyways long story longer um this girl would do that and this was like I said honeymoon stage nothing was miscommunicated nothing this girl was already trying to slowly murder me and make that and help make that happen she had was had help with various people on all on all sides of our apartment, on top of us, on the sides of us, and behind us. So there was a significant amount of these these units <coughs> that were leased out just so they could attempt this. So this is quite the endeavor. And uh, she would just do this all the time. Oh, sweetheart, can you get my favorite beverage out of the, out of the fridge. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I go into the fridge and then boom, just get hit with this radiation. So they, she made sure that I got my doses cause we'd hang out all the time. So I'd get my doses and be away from her when that would happen to make sure she was safe. She would place these goal items around the house. And then when I went to go reach for them for her, I would get blasted. And since she wasn't anywhere near me, I was isolated. She made sure she never got hit with it. And I imagine that was very well coordinated with those people. So I imagine then they had significant like pinhole cams, etc., keeping track of my whereabouts when I did so they can make sure they are accurate with that stuff. But this is very early on. So this girl is already trying to shovel dirt over me. She was essentially like a black widow, but for hire. So right off the bat, I don't give a fuck what my black widow 
thinks about our time together. First off, I will not lose a wink of sleep because my murderer had a bad t- ha- 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 tells people she had a bad time with me. Literally. Literally. I do not give a shit that my fucking murderer doesn't like me. <laughs> Say that fucking out loud, all right? <clears throat> you know, like, crazy, crazy, crazy. It, it, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's like, it, when you're held up at gunpoint, the first thing that you think is like, uh, ask, you know, do you ask the dude holding you up at gunpoint uh, if he wants a fucking manicure on his free hand? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, do you want to make sure that's an enjoyable fucking experience for him? Like, fucking, yeah, fuck yourself. But I had no idea that's what she was doing. But now I understand, you know, in retrospect. Uh, but that's what she was constantly doing that. So, yeah, I give zero fucks what my fucking murderer uh, thinks about her time trying to shovel dirt over me. That being said, as my abuse continued, uh, I think I've updated this on other podcasts. <coughs> so that's why I tell you to listen to every one. Um, I soon started to transition as I became more and more isolated, which I tell you is a part of this program. I became more and more isolated. Her, our roles started changing from um, girlfriend, boyfriend to this kind of pseudo, I'll show you the way, because I became very disillusioned. They would they would keep me kind of nice and drugged up. Um, I didn't know that they were putting this stuff in like my morning coffee, etc. when I would first wake up. So right off the bat, I'm already starting the day with, you know what I'm saying, some sort of medic, you know, some sort of chemical enhancement on top of the heavy gaslighting and disillusionment, which, you know, that's when people from the, um, intelligence community got involved. And, uh, she kind of, I met, she had handlers and, you know, I imagine, you know, they would communicate to her on what the next step was and this and that and that. And, uh, yeah, her, her position from, went from girlfriend to, I'll show you this mystical world. And she, and she worked, she, she, she corresponded or she, um, worked together with the same guys who were doing a lot of the crazy harassment over my devices. Like a lot of this ghost in the machine shit. (coughs) Sorry. Um, and, uh, sooner or later it became like she was trying to train me to you know all that crypto university shit I was teaching you she was soon trying to teach me that stuff and I have a whole segment on there about priming the pump um and that was one of the things I learned early on was that you prime the pump or you let people know what you're going to be saying or how you're going to be talking beforehand so they know how to understand what it is that you're saying or whatever and she essentially took on this this fucking weird role because I was out of answers. We were jumping. From, I was literally burning through all the savings I had. I ended up selling uh, like a rare sports car that I had at the time that I had before before I met her. And I was and we were just burning through this cash, jumping from because I had no idea what the fuck was going on. She very much knew what the fuck was going on because after a while, our apartment became a fucking oh, it became a prison cell for me because I just. No matter what, I kept having this shit shot at me. And this girl would drug me so she can go hook up with people on Tinder and shit like that. I didn't even know at the time. So 
This girl also Bill Cosby'd me like 50 times to go hook up with people. Um, <sighs> fuck, what a nightmare. Anyways, so yeah, and you know, fucking A, wires got fucking crossed. She was playing a lot of fucking head games. She was working with the Intel people. She was already trying to shovel dirt over me way early when we first fucking met. She was already trying to fucking literally murder me, so... And, you know what I'm saying? I guess the big answer is, is I don't care what you think. And I don't care what my murderer thinks about me. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't care about some girl who is trying to shovel dirt over me as part of a job. Um, and she has, she doesn't like me. And, you know what I'm saying? Or she, she didn't enjoy herself while she was trying to commit her homicide. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, how fucking stupid is that? Like, no, I don't, I don't give a shit. First off. You know what I'm saying? I'm not at all, I'm not at all saying that don't care about what people think, but she was playing lots of games with me, and, um, you know, that's what happens, I guess, when you, when you fucking play stupid ass games, you try to fucking help these people massively, massively mentally abuse me, um, help these people put me through, um, enhanced torture, essentially what it was, uh, it's just fucking bananas, and, uh, that, and, you know, I'm saying, she, she deserves no sympathy whatsoever, um, it, it also in the first place, uh, I mean, you weren't with me on that whole journey, now, when I, now, when I made that podcast, when I talked about that, there's something, I've done a podcast on this as well, and I've backed it up with sources, and, um, there's something, there's, there's a, there's a practice called love bombing that gangs use to try to bring girls into their, um, organization for sex trafficking, etc. And, uh, it's basically everyone just kind of like hits the score with lots of love and messages of love. And all of a sudden these people come their new family and they start doing isolation of the person as well and making her family not, or, and friends not seem like they care as much about her, and then they just absolutely bathe this person in love, they, every joke that they say is hilarious, every idea that they have is amazing, all the things they like, oh, we also like that thing, whatever, it makes it sound like serendipity, and they also bombard this person with, like, uh, what they call them, rakes, uh, a rake is basically, uh, a fucking gigolo or whatever, but he scouts for girls, to lure into sex trafficking, so, um, but regardless of the logistics of fucking sex trafficking, there's a practice called love bombing, you can look it up, and gangs use it all the time, and it's essentially gaslighting somebody, somebody into thinking, um, oh, this is my reality now, is that I'm with these group of people who absolutely love me, and I, it's because I am the fucking shit, and we just mesh well, and this is amazing. There's also the opposite of that, where you can bombard somebody with a narrative, and regardless of it being true or untrue, you mix violence in, and assaults, etc., and regardless of correcting someone's story, they, you know what I'm saying, or trying to, you know, the people who constantly come at you, berate you, stalk you, mentally abuse you, what have you, um, 
they keep hitting you with the narrative over and 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 over again until you accept it. And this is already I was in the midst of this abuse and program, and they basically like guilted me into thinking I was this horrible person and blah blah blah, and I did this, and they're trying to reframe the situation, but it's 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 a perfected it's a perfected strategy of mental abuse and it's basically like the opposite of what love bombing is i have a whole i have a whole uh podcast dedicated straight uh straight to that phenomenon but these people absolutely almost bull- they bullied me into believing this narrative that um didn't exist at all you know what i'm saying in retrospect like this this woman was ex- was trying to um, slowly dose me every day with the radiation so she can slowly bring me to the point of, you know, getting fucking leukemia or all the other side effects that come with radiation exposure. And that was just how they were going to fucking try to do me in. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, this girl was literally shoveling dirt over me while, when we were just first met from the get-go. Um, this woman is a fucking black widow, and, um, uh, if I would have known that information, knowing things differently now than I do now, I mean, yeah, I, I, I wish I'd have another run at this interaction I had with her, knowing what I know now, um, there would have been some just desserts, but, uh, yeah, no, she, she's just a black widow, she just was trying to help people slowly shovel dirt over me since the since day one. And I mean, I just shared one of the techniques that um, she used with the uh, what's called the you know placing goals around the house and then using that separation to make sure she didn't get exposed. And then she would have like a John or whatever in the uh, in the adjacent apartment, whatever closest wall I was to, or if it was just above me in this. Um, if it was just in the apartment above me. And then they would shoot that radiation shit at me as I went to different segments, whatever's closest to whatever apartment wall, which were all leased out all around us. And uh, it was fairly scary. It was very scary. And then, you know, it's just... Yeah, it's pretty nuts, man. But yeah, that she was doing this stuff from the literally from the get-go. It's fucking bananas. So, no, she doesn't deserve anybody's sympathy. She's actually... Uh, she'd be locked up. And, uh, her, you know what I'm saying? If she's into any kind of activity now, the law enforcement should strictly look into it with a fine-tooth comb. But, yeah, this that woman deserves zero sympathy. Uh, she was part of a contrived... Um... She's part of a, uh, yeah, she's part of a contrived effort to try to shovel dirt over me and, you know, lead me to an early grave for whatever reason. So she deserves nobody's sympathy and, uh, she definitely is a, is a criminal of, uh, of high, you know, uh, uh, guilty of high crimes. Yeah, she is no angel, but she definitely did the, does the doe-eye thing, uh, fairly successfully. Um, 
that being said, I also wanted to um, just kind of reiterate, um, going back to this radiation stuff that, you know, I think I've said everything I need to say about her, but so many, you have no idea, like across all my different platforms, cause this, you know, this stuff gets blasted out to, you know, about like seven or eight different podcast platforms. And then they all have their own social media structures within those platforms. But, uh, just to answer that, you know, especially since we're up to like 40,000 listeners, I, I hear you guys and I absolutely think you do deserve it. But unfortunately she was just doing the most fantastically crazy shit that I'm only now, um, really understanding the, the meat and potatoes of it now and just fucking floored, bro. Especially since now I understand, uh, what it's like to have radiation used as a weapon, um, etc. Oh yeah, going back to the radiation, the two kinds of radiation, speaking of radiation as a weapon, um, <coughs> excuse me, you know, while going through this and while that shit was happening around 2017, 2016, when it was like that silent war here, I guess, and I had those buddies kind of help me put together this whole podcast, believe it or not, well, they didn't help me put together the podcast, but they gave me all the information, the, the beginning information to start looking in the right places. Um, there was a time when they made sure I did not have a job and all I could do was drive Uber. And, um, some of those times I ended up getting Uber rides to pick up Marines and then drop them off on base. And they had this policy at the time, not anymore. You need special documentation from what I'm understanding to, uh, you can go on base if you're escorted by Marines if you're an Uber. And, uh, so I would pick up these Marines and then drop them off on all the different barracks all over the place. But I would still get shot by this radiation shit while I was also on base. So whatever is happening, it's, you know, I have, when you understand that criminal elements and the military have a common goal, you understand there is some fuckery about. So understand that the U.S. military is very much understanding of what the fuck is happening to me, what the fuck is happening around here. And and if they act dumb to anybody, it's because they think you are fucking stupid. Um, there'd be no reason why I would go on base and be faced with this radiation shit as well. So... I just want you also to keep that in mind because I've had some other people talk to me about that. I think I've already done like three podcasts on the whole silent war that happened down here in San Diego, 2016, 2017. Some people joke and they call it World War II and they call it World War II, meaning because they it basically it was a war of like the intelligence community that happened under everyone's noses using these radiation devices because I, I didn't know they were so prevalently used. And um, I didn't know they're so prevalently used in the intelligence community. And I think it's because of the collusive means of how they can assault and murder somebody with it. And who knows? Maybe this civil war is still happening within the intelligence community. Because I'm already seeing tons of news reports still of CIA agents, FBI agents reporting Havana Syndrome type um 
type symptoms, etc. It's still all very much in the news. So who knows? Maybe it's still going on. But yeah, the military is very much in the know. They know what's going on. And I only say that is because there's been people that have uh, from the military community who have reached out to me as well on this podcast and being like, well, bullshit, that wouldn't happen down there because the military would know about it. Um, the military runs that city and I very much and I very much agree with all of you you're absolutely right the military does run this city the navy has San Diego the the navy and the marines have San Diego on fucking lock and this is their backyard and you're right about that and just to clear that up clear any assumptions up of that um, yes when I went on base I would also be exposed to this stuff so whatever the fuck um, understand they very much are cognizant of it. Oh yeah, going back to they called it World War Two, because um, apparently <clears throat> something like this happened quite some time ago, in like the fucking seventies, um, where when these weapons were just being kind of introduced, or these industrial radiography things were just being. Um, used in those kind of means, and I guess this shit also kind of happened um, around then. So they kind of jokingly call it World War II because it's like the second time this has happened, apparently. A little intelligence history for you that's not often um, talked about. So yeah, anyways, there's a couple of chunks of stuff in there that you guys should know. Um, understand that radiation weaponry has two different kinds of feels to it now being shot in different parts of your body also affect your 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 side effect and reactions to things so keep also keep that in mind but generally if you're getting like a hot warming feeling or what have you or you understand that there might be somebody close using a gamma source to shoot at you um if it's you know what I'm saying? If it's a if it's a fast stinging pain, or um, if it doesn't feel like anything, but all of a sudden you feel like incredibly nauseous, etc., and it doesn't feel you don't feel like a heat or almost feel like a pressure in your head, um, and then all of a sudden these nausea start creeping up, it's most likely that is electronic based. I know, right? I shouldn't even be an expert at this. This is a crazy thing to be an expert. You think I can put this on a resume? I doubt it. Anyways. So, yeah. Um, secondly, you know, just to respond to the myriad of comments I got on that podcast I did back then about that. I don't care what my, my, my I don't care what my murderer <laughs> thinks about me, first off. Uh, secondly, um, she was very much understanding that, you know, uh, that she was playing fucking a lot of fucking weirdo shit with me. And it was all to make me look bad. I go back and I found out that they recorded a lot of my interactions, etc. in the house when they were putting me under this enhanced torture. And they were filming it. And they were banking the footage. She knew about this. Whatever. She, she is a fucking criminal. She deserves to be in jail. She deserves to be in prison. And um, that video I played for you guys... Where those two guys got caught um, with that ray gun they wanted to shoot at Obama and Muslims. Uh, guess how much time they got? Guess how much? They didn't even have a working device. 
They didn't have a working device of this radiation weaponry. Guess how, how long they get in jail for that? For not even having a working model. 30 fucking years. You could kill someone and chop them up in pieces and get 20 years to life. But if you use radiation or attempt to use... If you try to attempt to use a, to use a radiation device as a weapon against people, it's 30 years in the clink. 30 years you're getting... You're getting your ham hocks fucking pounded by your by your celly. I can only imagine what a working device would mean if you got caught with it. Yet this it is so prolific throughout San Diego. And here's the thing: the you know, you could come down here yourself and not know what the fuck I'm talking about. Like I'm walking around, I feel fine. Yeah, well, nobody's pointing that shit at you, and it's invisible, and it doesn't make a noise. You walking around here and not seeing anything is not how that works. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And um, especially if you're like high profile or something, you come like, why would they do that? Why would they Why would they point that at you? You know what I'm saying? So that's the nature of it. And they're really good at hiding it. And you'll just never see it. They hide it. They'll hide, they can hide it in a cart. They can hide it in anything. Sometimes, I've had them sometimes hide these devices like in trash cans. Like I was going to be walking if i if they know if they know i'm walking to a destination um they'll go up ahead of me and then they'll place these things in trash in in trash cans like the electronic ones and then almost the same the same way that the talibans would use those cell phones to remote detonate those ieds um they can remote you you shoot these things off point them in towards a sidewalk and wait for me to start walking past this trash can that's this that's happened to me a million times and then shoot that shit at me. Um, it's crazy. But uh, yeah, you can't just, you're not going to come down here and all of a sudden be like, oh, I felt it. like, you know how much gun crime is still down here because we have the cartel? Uh, how many times have you come down to San Diego and got shot by the cartel? Like, uh, like yeah, exactly. So there's, I mean, the, the likelihood of someone beaming this shit at you and you're not on some government shit list is highly unlikely. So don't come down here and be like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's not how it works. You know what I'm saying? Plus, it's invisible, and it doesn't make noise. Anyways, uh, so, yeah, I don't care what my fucking murderer or attempted murderer thinks about me while she was attempting my homicide. Fuck that bitch. Um, what else? Then we went over the... Uh, Oh yeah, that the U.S. military is very is very much understanding what's going on. They very much understand that the card the, the 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 criminal assets around here have this radiation shit. They do not care. I mean, the U.S. military. I imagine there's some sort of they're they're handling their business for them. You know what I'm saying? They're they're obviously doing their dirty work for them. That shit. They're doing shit that they cannot be seen doing. And this isn't like the first time organized crime and the military has worked together. Believe it or not, during World War II. Um, the military, the U.S. Navy paid the fucking mafia to protect the docks. Did you know that? In New York. So they work with the mafia whenever they see a need to do it. You know, they work with organized crime. The military does. Um, they work with organized crime whenever they need to. Uh, the military is not the same as law enforcement. There's just a lot of fucking gray areas. So, uh, yeah. I hope this kind of helps. I really wanted to focus on the fact that those radiation types have two different feels to them. 
And this is mainly for just in case, you know, I'm making this information for somebody who might be going through the same thing. Because understand that, you know, Snowden had this great quote, I'm, and I'm fucking butchering it every time I butcher it. But he's basically said, you're, you know, when you're essentially, I'm paraphrasing, if you're going to be punching up on the government, like kind of like he did, you're only as good as your contingency plans. You're only as good as your plan B, plan C, plan D. And fucking, he is so fucking right. Because can you imagine if Snowden stayed home after that? He would most likely be facing the same types of batshit bananas shit that I'm going through. And, um, fuck. Right? But yeah, so this is... This podcast is basically to help you with your fucking contingency plan. If you are thinking about leaking information, if you are thinking about um, punching up on the government, if you're thinking about publishing a story, you know, will make you a lot of enemies. You know, aside aside from your plan to get the get the fuck out of Dodge, um, you also have to understand that, you know, if you don't do that successfully or we have a lot tighter military ties with wherever you decide to run away to after you publish some crazy information, then, um, you know, you might be in for this kind of shit, even in the place that you thought it would be a safe haven or a place for asylum. And the thing is, is with these radiation weapons, uh, you know, what are you telling someone? You know what I'm saying? It's, it's hard to document, etc. And when you are going to be shot with this, this shit, they're going to make sure you don't have a means to accurately detect it or record it. Um, they will make, they will enter, they will, you know what I'm saying? The, if you have a device that senses radiation, like a radiometer or whatever, they're going to break it. They're going to man, they're going to modify it. So it doesn't measure properly. Um, they'll modify it. So if it's a large, um, what's it called? If it's a large dose that the that the I that the the thing will just shut off. I've had that happen to me when I used to buy radiometers and spend hundreds of dollars on them. Um, they'll just straight up break them sometimes. Uh, then I got smart, and then I uh, when I was on the freeway, I'd get ambushed quite a bit, and so what I did was I bought like five hundred dollars worth of X-ray film, and then got a bunch of blackout folders and then put each one of these giant sheets of x-ray film they were like eight and a half by 11 size sheets well that's giant for x-ray film and then i put them in these envelopes and i made this like quilt and i coated the entire inside of my car including the door um with this radiate with this x-ray film and um yeah, they just, they just, they just, as I was starting to gain exposure on the film, um, cause you don't want to expose it to the sunlight. Uh, I was, so I was waiting and waiting and waiting. And then it got to the point where I was getting close to thinking like, okay, I've been exposed quite enough while in this car and getting shot by this shit. I'm going to check out my film here pretty soon. And, uh, yeah, they just, they just steal your fucking film. <laughs> they just steal your film. You just come back to your car and half the shit is, half the shit is ripped out. Um, but I did notice that there was 
little particles of exposures, exposure all over the film. Uh, gosh, they're little speckles of exposure, like x-ray exposure, like what happens if you expose to x-rays, which let me know that they were putting some sort of radioactive dust in my car vents, and that was blowing out throughout my car, and it was landing on the envelopes, and it was exposing the envelopes, uh, exposing the film in the envelopes too. So what they didn't steal, they also left traces of the fact that they were also putting crazy shit in my air, and I didn't even know I was breathing that in. That's so scary. Anyways, don't want to keep fucking scaring you of all the crazy ways that the government knows how to fucking kill you right in front of your friends and family and, and community. But I will tell you that um, it's a learning experience constantly, and I'm constantly trying to perfect this information for you guys because my hope is to save the life of somebody who exposes a great evil and um, brings that person to justice. And even though it'll it might change your life, it might change the life of hundreds of millions of people at the same time to expose a great evil. And there aren't very many people volunteering to do that these days because they don't understand. It's not like a movie. It's not like fucking... What's that fucking Matt Damon movie where he's like a spy? The Jason Bourne. It's not like the Bourne identity, bro. The, the, if the U.S. government is looking to dunk on you, they 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 will dunk on you, and you won't even realize it. Um, they they've done their research. They they get everything in place and ready. They make sure that it's an ambush, and uh, you're not prepared for it. They've already planned. Speaking of contingencies, what's Snowden's quote? They plan for many different contingencies. Okay, well if he does this then we'll plan to do this. And they have a plan for every one of your steps ahead of time. Um, there is no, there's no escape. It's, it's very difficult. Um, you just, that's just something you're going to have to understand. It's not like the fucking born identity. They'll, they will first ruin you to your friends, family and community. And they'll just, they'll smear your reputation and then once nobody gives a shit about you, then they're going to slowly start fucking destroying your health when nobody gives a shit. And it's a process and it's a recipe and they're good at it and they've been doing it forever and they're fucking experts at it. And they have an unlimited amount of fucking resources and people to keep shitting on you forever. And you just have you and whatever cash you have on hand at the time. So... It's, it's a, it's an uphill battle. Uh, I hope this will at least help you keep your head above water. Or if you are able to retreat to, you know, fucking Ecuador or whatever, um, or whatever your situation is, uh, hopefully you'll be able to also live in peace because, you know, governments have been known to venture into other countries and get revenge. I mean, shit didn't, didn't Putin do that with like that nerve agent? Um, in the UK. So who knows if the, you know, the CIA hires some fucking contractors, you go to Ecuador or you find, you know, if you do, uh, what do they call that? Asylum in another country or whatever. Who's to say that they don't send someone to do in, you know, to expose you to this silent 
radiation shit and you don't even you don't really know what's going on you just think you're having these crazy medical problems um you don't know that they're not going to do that especially if you embarrass them good enough so it's important to know about all these crazy things you know the 99 ways to fucking die so anyways i hope that information helps with the hot and the hot kind of radiation and then the radiation that stings or sometimes doesn't feel like anything and then all of a sudden you'll get a wave of symptoms um and all the other kind of little idiosyncrasies we learned at the time. Uh, and I'm hoping this message finds you as I broadcast from San Diego from deep inside the filter bubble.